The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. I'll try one more. So can you walk me through the pros and cons of the different valuation methodologies? Uh, yeah. So, uh, the three methodologies are, uh, market comps, transaction comps, and DCF. Uh, so the pros of, uh, market comps is that it's, uh, based on current, uh, uh, market, uh, the, the market's opinion of how much uh, the, the companies uh, of what the value of the companies are. Uh, so it's uh, current and it's uh, easily accessible, uh, but the cons are that it can be skewed by uh, extraordinary market events uh, at certain points. Uh, the, for transaction comps, uh, again, the same uh, pros that it's uh, based on, uh, it's readily available, it's easy to access. Uh, it's based on other companies, uh, how much other companies are being valued. But the mm, downside is that uh, it has higher uh, valuation uh, because of the mm, extra, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, what was the word for it? Control premium? Uh, yeah, control premium. Uh, so they're valued at a higher price. Uh, and uh, for DCF, uh, the, I remember a con is that uh, it's uh, done by uh, the analyst. It's, it more depends on the analyst's opinion. So uh, it can be, again, uh, skewed by uh, what the analyst's opinion is. So that's a con. And uh, an advantage uh, is that if uh, there is uh, the extraordinary market events uh, that cause the uh, the other two methodologies to be uh, inaccurate. We can use our own judgment to come to a, a normal valuation for the company. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that I think it'd definitely be better. I don't think that everything you said is, you know, hundred percent accurate. Um. But. The way I would probably answer this question is, um, so yes, you start out by listing the three different valuation methodologies, right? And then from there though, um, I would do the trading comps or transaction comps first, right? So the pros for the trading comp is that it's very easy to value a company off of trading comps. You don't need that much information about the actual company itself, right? Like sometimes, <laughs> you might not have information about them. Like maybe it's a private company, whatever. Like you just, I only have like one revenue number, let's say. Well, I could value the company off of a revenue multiple, mm -hmm. right? So that's the benefit. It's like, it's very easy. Um, the downside of trading comps is that, you know, there's no perfect comps. In fact, sometimes depending on the company you're trying to value, if it's very unique or if it's the first of its kind, like you might not even be able to uh, find a good comp for it, right? And so that's the downside of trading comps is, you know, sometimes you can't find the comps. To, present transactions, um, you know, you listed the control premium as a con. Um, I would actually say that's, I would put that on the pro side, meaning like it's the only valuation methodology that actually takes 
the M&A control premium into account, which is useful, right? Especially like if you're looking at an M&A deal, like you, you want that feature, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what's unique about pricing transactions. But, um, you know, you, <clears throat> um, but, 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 but the, the downside is similar to the trading comps, which is that, you know, we said it's hard to find the perfect comp from a trading comp standpoint. A lot of times it's even harder to find good comps from a person transaction standpoint, because not only does the company have to be similar, which also mm -hmm. has to be the case on the trading comp side, but on the person transaction side, there's the additional constraint of like, that company has to have been acquired before. And it can't have just like been acquired at any point in time. It has to be, have been acquired recently. Because if it was acquired like too long ago, market conditions are totally different. That multiple is not going to be very indicative of what this company should be worth today, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, <clears throat> That's the downside of present transactions. And so you do those two together because those are like the relative valuation methodologies. And then you move over to DCF, which is more of an intrinsic valuation. And you kind of just flip what you just said upside down, right? Mm -hmm. The benefit of a DCF is that you, you can sensitize a lot of different inputs, right? Like you can say, okay, if revenue growth changes, how does that affect my valuation? If margins change, how does that affect my valuation? If my CapEx goes up or goes down, how does that affect my valuation? Like you can play with all these different inputs to see how it affects the output. You can't really do that with trading comps or present transactions. So that's like, that's useful, right? Um, and also the other benefit is like, when you don't have a perfect comp, you don't need to find one. Like you're, it's based on the intrinsic valuation of the company you're trying to value. So who cares if there are no good comps, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Downside of a DCF is kind of what you said, which is like, it can be highly subjective. It depends on who's doing the DCF, right? If you are the, if you're advising the buyer versus advising the seller, you're probably gonna have a different opinion or try to get to a different conclusion in terms of how much the company is worth. And so in that sense, it's a bit easier to like kind of fudge the, the valuation, which you could argue makes it um, like a lot more subjective, mm -hmm. which is probably not what you want. Like valuation is inherently subjective, but it's probably, you want to be as objective as possible, right? In an ideal world. So that's the downside of DCS. So that's kind of how I would think about that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wallstmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.